if I invited you to my room when I was 18 years old, it might have weirded you out just a little bit. The reason for that is, well, I'd just gotten into personal development. The last year or so, I'd been reading really good, empowering books about affirmations and visualization and how to create a vision and goals for your life. Well, you know, one of the, the advices that I got was write out your goals, you know, write out what you want to happen. And another one was write out your affirmations. And your aff- affirmations seem like a magical Jack and the Beanstalk sort of tale, where it's like, really, if I write this down, it's going to happen. But It turns out affirmations absolutely changed my life. It's not really my place to convince you to believe in affirmations. You have to go through the process and experience it for yourself and make your own assessment. But here's what I did. I had affirmations around my room. One of the ones that I remember so strongly because it was my biggest weakness. And, you know, growing up, I was such a struggle. It was such a struggle for me, like... Like it is for everyone, you know, you probably had emotions growing up when you are a teenager from all the hormones and trying to figure out where you fit in and conforming or not conforming and trying to be your unique individual self where it just caused a concophony of mental images and opinions of yourself that weren't always favorable. Well, for me, you know, I wanted to be successful. So the one that I sort of highlighted on a little palm card before my door, before I left for school every morning, it said, I will persist until I succeed. Like that burnt into my head because honestly, I didn't really believe it. And this is why affirmations are so, they're so powerful because if you believe a lie, well, it becomes your belief system. You know, even the word lie is in belief, right? So what does that mean? Well, it means that if you see something long enough and you just repeat it long enough, it gets in you because if you're not thinking, ideas go in uncritically, meaning you don't reject them, they just go in. So if you're raised in a household that believes in supremacist, supremacist Nazi power, that's what you'll believe. Even if it's not something that's, you know, moralistically good or real, you'll believe it because you're surrounded by it and it's gone in uncritically from a young age. Well, so as adults, we sort of unchange, we sort of change and work towards our entire existence, weeding out that crap, right? So you don't necessarily have to believe the affirmation, but it's the highest self that you see yourself acting as. And there's a part of you that will believe that, but you might have overarching and overriding subpersonalities, paradigms, and belief systems that may not grab to this straight away. So my one saying, I will persist until I succeed, I didn't see myself as persistent at that point. Successful, I certainly didn't see myself as successful. You know, I was only 18, 19. I was like, what does that even mean? Like, I was trying to figure it out, but I was like, man, I love the sound of that. Like, who doesn't want to be persistent until they succeed? Meaning, no matter what adversity, what challenge, what obstacle comes your way, you will persist. I mean, look, persistence can sound quite annoying, right? It's a little annoying. You know, consistency is probably better. But, you know, persistence, yeah, I want some of that. So it was like, that's my wish list, you know. Next to that, what would freak you out was the goals I had. I had real specific goals, health, finance, career. Like, I didn't even know what I wanted to do. All I wanted to know is I wanted to be successful in business, right? So that'd be my career. Uh, dancing goals, because I just sort of started dancing at a, you know, 18, 19 years old. Here's what's crazy on there, relationship. And this is what would freak you out. I was like, uh, I'm so happy and grateful now that I'm in a loving relationship with Alison. You know, I think Alison came to my room one day. Now, Alison was my dance partner at the time, and I was trying to court her. We weren't quite together just yet. Well, you know, not that she knew of because of my goal. Anyways, I had this goal there and holy crap, you know, she saw it. 
as she came in one day, I was like, oh no, you're not supposed to see that. That's, that's my goal. You're, not, you're my goal. But that's weird. You don't say that to someone, right? And so, but it's like, I saw it in my mind. I, I saw this image of dancing with her and traveling the world and, and being with her. <laughs> Anyways, she was trying not to act a bit weirded out by that. I'm like, Anyways, I may as well own it because I'm going to persist till I succeed, right? So, <laughs> so there's not much you can do. Anyway, uh, it turns out it worked. A few years later, of course, we, start, you know, we started dating on and off a little bit. But, you know, a few years later, it turned into a serious romance and a high intimacy relationship. And, you know, we're married with a beautiful daughter now and maybe more on the way. But point is, is that goals work, affirmations work. Because what I would do is I would start to embed those affirmations related to what needed to happen for me to have my goals. Now, another story in my life was when I worked in real estate, it took me the longest time, you know, part of my goals was to be successful financially or at least find a way to make money to support my dreams and goals, which was dancing. Well, real estate was that vehicle for me, you know, I I like to sell, or at least I think I like to sell. I thought I was semi-good at it. Um, And if I wasn't, I'd become good because I'll persist till I succeed, right? Point was, I got into real estate. Now that took me six months alone just to get in because no one would interview me because I was so young. Like 19, they, that, you'd think that they would credit you for being you know, ambitious when you're young. No, the, the world does not really respond to young, enthusiastic entrepreneurs, I can assure you. But I was like, persist, right, until I succeed. I kept that in my mind. I seriously, like, I, I, that was there the whole time in front of me, even though I didn't really want to. I was like, you know, that, that reminded me of what I wanted. So... Six months, I finally got into the industry. The guy I worked with, he was less than accommodating in the way of making you feel good. Let's just say that. He had a reputation for being a real hard ass, and he was. But, you know, I saw him as a way to sharpen my attitude skills. You know, at the time I got into real estate, I also hired a life coach, and the life coach had a CD, and it was called Attitude. And what was really fascinating about this CD is it was 20 minutes long, similar to what you're doing here, it was information, um, but it, he, he mentioned something. He said, for you to change your habits, you've got to repeat the information. You can't just go through it once and expect you got it. That's not how it works. That's, you know, essentially, that's rote learning, and that's not how you change your life. You've got to change it by repetition. Repetition is the primary law of learning. And so I decided to listen to this Attitude CD like every day. I drove around in the car with this thing on every day. Every day for at least a year because this guy's attitude was less than appealing and was, I was convinced he was trying to bury me. And I was like, no, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to lose. No matter how much emotional turmoil I go through, I'm going to stick this out and succeed because I will persist till I succeed, right? And so I drove around listening to this thing and it said, I am responsible for my thoughts, for my feelings, and for every result I get. I was like, wow, do I really believe that? Well, I'd like to have that as my belief system. So I kept listening to that over and over again in the CD. I kept saying it as a mantra, slamming my hand on the wheel. You know, some days I didn't believe it. And I was like, this is crap. I don't, you know, no, I'm not responsible for anything. Everything sucks. (laughs) Um, And the other days I'm like, yeah, I got this. My life, yeah, I got this, right? You know what ended up happening? That mantra happened. I will persist until I succeed. Yeah, it's in me. It's of me. I am it. Uh, I am responsible for my thoughts, my feelings, and my actions. Look, 90% of the time, I'm not blaming. I'm accepting everything. Doesn't mean I'm a victim either. It doesn't mean I get run over or taken advantage of, you know? I think the power is in that statement. 
but it became part of me. Listen, this is what affirmations do. They're positive statements from yourself to yourself by yourself. And they don't have to be necessarily true in the moment because they're the sort of higher aspirations of what you want to become. They should have an overarching theme related to an area of your life you want to improve. They don't have to be the thing that you are at this moment. But it's like what Goethe said, uh, the 17th century uh, German philosopher who quite literally shaped Western thinking. We wouldn't even be talking in these colloquialisms or the positive thinking or the positive psychology um, or these concepts if it wasn't for him. And what he profoundly came up with as a concept beside the plethora of philosophies and works that this guy created into his late 80s or 90s was you must be before you can do, before you can have. How powerful is that? Be before you can do, before you can have. You might have heard that before. That's where it came from. Go to. Check him out. Now, why is it important? Well, look, in the 17th century, if you were born as a peasant, <laughs> the chances of you becoming the aristocrat just didn't exist. In fact, you didn't even think that way. It was, it was, you weren't allowed to think that way. Very few people, like less than today's amount of entrepreneurs in the world, who, you know, and by entrepreneur, I mean the people that go out there that want to dream of a bigger lifestyle, the only reason they can is because the lid got taken off the societal thinking that you could think that way because of that statement. Right? You didn't grow up as a peasant thinking, one day I'll grow up to own a business. One day I'll grow up to have a career. One day I'll grow up and I'm, I'm going to become an aristocrat. I want to be part of that elite circle. No. You, look, even if you had that thought for a second, you killed it yourself because it, it, literally there was no vehicle or pathway for you to do that. There's no university, no standardized um, way of doing anything. So you just didn't think that way. So it's revolutionary philosophy in that sense. And it did shape the Western world. So being before you can do, before you can have, critical. So what is the being? Well, you see yourself with the goal. You see yourself in your mind's eye having achieved the goal. That's the vision, right? You're seeing the vision built out as if it's real. You're attaching all the experiences, all the emotions to it. You're being it and you're of it in the mind's eye because the mind cannot conceive the difference between real or imagined. And that's what goes into the treasury of our subconscious mind. And by doing that, we attract everything we need in the pursuit of that objective. That's how it works. But we must be it. So to do that, we set up these positive uh, sort of breadcrumbs, if you will. Uh, So the goals, remember, in a previous session, we talked about this. The goals are your stepping stone to realizing your vision. The purpose is the why you do that. The breadcrumbs, they're your affirmations. So as you're following the trail towards your goals and you're stepping stoning them out, In between that are your breadcrumbs, your positive affirmations to yourself, by yourself, of yourself, of what you need to be. You know, I will persist until I succeed. Who are you going to become? What things need to happen? What traits do you need to have? If you recall the ambition judge, this is where it all starts to come together. The ambition judge is the guy sitting that you create, the image you create above yourself when you set a goal. The first thing that happens is you're here. Uh, at what level, the ambition judge sits at the next level or the levels above, depending on the height of the goal, sits back and it causes a judgment upon you saying you can't do it because you don't have the personality traits that you need or you have these inadequacies or you have these character flaws. Guess what? Your affirmations, the things that change and alter all of those three areas or more, whatever your inadequacies, your shortcomings or your failings are, your goal is to create personal affirmations 
that are the complete opposite of those traits because you become those. You absolutely become what you think about. You absolutely become what you repeat to yourself over and over again. Now, here's the other cool thing about having an affirmation. An affirmation at least directs your thoughts down a particular line of thinking. So rather than get caught up in the narrative of why things aren't working out in your life, rather than get caught up in the, the reality of the world, you can start to pencil in and start to see who you can become. You start to focus in on that like a laser rather than get distracted by everything else. It's a wonderfully cool concept and it works. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to create your own affirmations. You're going to write them out. You can write as many as you want. Look, I, would, I sometimes would get hooked on an affirmation uh, about dancing, you know, like, I'm so happy and grateful now that I am a leading professional dancer. I'm a leading competitive dancer. Or I have perfect balance. That was one of the other ones I used to drill in. I'm so happy and grateful now that I have world-class posture and balance. Now, I would say that over and over again. I'd say it when I train. I'd say it when I wasn't training. Over and over again, it would just come to me. And I would write it out. Sometimes you can write out one affirmation 100 times a day. It will change your life. But you've got to experiment with it and see what it does and not just hear this as a theory. You actually have to put it into your life and practice and see what it does. I've also included uh, elsewhere here, you'll find some other information on uh, affirmations that will really help you if you're struggling with this. But your call to action today is to download the worksheet and to go through the affirmation exercises. I know you're going to love it and I know that you're going to persist until you succeed. This is Vaughn. I've loved bringing you this lesson and I'll see you in the next one. Thank you. 